0: Hey, guys, this is Kevin and Aisha Shelton with the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast, where we navigate partnership, prosperity and parenthood. Hey, guys, this is Kevin Shelton with the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. And in honor of Mother's Day, obviously, my wife is not here. So uh, this week, we wanted to take the opportunity to answer some of the top questions that uh, are floating out there in the investor world for all the newbie investors who want to get started in real estate or want to grow their business in real estate and maybe they they just need that kind of next step or push so i'm going to give you the top 10 questions as uh, mentioned by a couple of forms, and we'll jump right into it so first question number one how do i determine the value of an investment property Well, the thing about an investment property is it really depends on what your strategy is. Because your strategy can vary between flipping, wholesaling, um, rentals, Airbnb. There's so many different strategies out there to invest in real estate the value would change based on your strategy. So it's not necessarily how do you determine the value of an investment property, it's how do you determine the value for you based on your strategy. And the best way to do that is to really know your numbers uh, and what you need to make a property work and then find a property that fits that criteria. Uh, And then the value will just be based on the ARV of that property with your particular strategy in mind. So jumping into number two. What is the best real estate investment strategy for me? Well, that's a super broad question, too, because it really depends on what kind of lifestyle you want to lead. So we've done everything from flipping to buying rentals to we've wholesaled some. Um, Of course, now we do new construction primarily. Aisha's a realtor. Um, So there's a lot of different strategies to choose one from and you have to choose the right strategy for you and your lifestyle. So if you're looking for kind of residual income, you want to buy yourself out of your job, then rentals might be the way to go. If you want to create you know, those large lump sums of income, then flipping might be the way to go. If you have a particular knack for building or um, numbers and financing is not a problem, new construction may be the way to go. But it really just depends on you. It's finding the right mix of strategy and your skill set to find the combination that would work for you in your life. Cool. How do you find a profitable investment property? So, Profit looks different to a lot of different people. Some people don't mind making $100 a door. Some people want to make $500 a door on the rental side. Some people don't mind making $5,000 on a flip. Some people want to make $50,000. It really just depends on do you know what you're comfortable with, what you're comfortable risking to make income. Right. Whether that's passive income on a monthly basis or large uh, sum income from, you know, a capital gains perspective. So you have to determine what kind of um, essentially what your threshold is and what you need to make, to be honest, because you might need to make thirty thousand dollars on the flip to make it to the next project or to pay your bills for the year. You might be cool with making five thousand dollars on a flip if you don't need that. So it's 100% based on you. Uh, It's just like picking the investment strategy or finding the value for an investment property. It's you specific, right? So profitability can ebb and flow. It's just really based on ultimately the direction that you choose to go. Can I begin investing in real estate with no money? Yes. So, This is kind of a buzz question, and a lot of people ask this question like, oh, can I get started in real estate with no money? Technically, yes, you can. Real estate is super expensive, um, but it doesn't necessarily have to come from you. A good friend of mine, Chris Senegal, he always says you need one of three things. You either need uh, the experience, the capital, or um, the kind of sweat equity, right? So the hard part about that is, um, those who don't have the skills for the sweat equity piece are gonna need to lean heavily on the other two right so if you want to start investing in real estate the best thing that you can do uh, or if you want to start investing in real estate with no money the best thing you can do is educate yourself because the more skills you have the more value you valuable you are to somebody who does have the money because If you don't have the money and you don't have the skills, it's really hard to put those two things together for you to make a real estate deal happen. So you need kind of um, one or the other and be able to find a team and put people around you to help do the other sides of that. Question number five. Do I need a real estate agent to buy a property? Technically, no but it's smart to use a realtor so uh, when we started investing, uh, we did not use a realtor and then Aisha got licensed along the way. We learned a lot of lessons in that because one of the things that you don't get the benefit of when you don't work with uh, an experienced agent or with an agent at all, is you don't have somebody fighting for you on the negotiating table that understands the legalities of buying real estate in your area. You also don't get to lean on their experience of transactions. If you've never bought a house, and you're going into it blind, there's a lot of documents and paperwork and liabilities that you could be signing yourself up for that you don't necessarily understand if you don't have somebody kind of fighting in your corner representing you. So they always say an attorney who represents himself has a fool for a client. It's the same thing with an investor. An investor who represents himself has a fool for a client because ultimately you want as many skilled professionals on your team to help you get the deal done and also make money. you know, Because if you aren't able to navigate all the situations that come with transactions, which there's many different pitfalls in transactions, then you're setting yourself up for failure. So while you don't need a realtor, uh, I definitely highly advise you to uh, use a realtor. And if you're in the Houston market, of course, Aisha Shelton is a realtor. We have a realty team uh, here with the Braden Real Estate Group and uh we would love to help you out so hit us up drop a note in the comments or dms or all that good jazz and we'll help you how can i learn about real estate investing so welcome to the marriage of real estate podcast right uh no so uh podcasts books seminars conferences they're all great places to learn about how to get started investing in real estate. When we got started investing in real estate, we literally studied real estate for two years before we ever invested a dollar. And a lot of that time was spent not only consuming books and podcasts and uh, of, you know, like Bigger Pockets podcasts. At the time, I think they had 300 episodes and I listened to every single one starting in episode one and went all the way to 300. Now they're like 390 or almost 400. So, it's obviously been a while, right? Um, but in your journey, the best thing that you can do is educate yourself with every tool and resource that's available to you. Learn from other people, go to networking events, speak to other real estate investors, seek people out who are doing what you wanna do. And that way uh, you surround yourself by real estate investors that have experience and knowledge, and you can lean on those uh, experienced investors to learn from. So, yeah, the best way to get started is to start with, you know, educating yourself. So, yeah, that's how you can learn about real estate investing. So, number seven, how do you find great tenants? So, you find great tenants by having great criteria, right? The rental property market is on fire. People are renting houses left and right. There's not enough inventory for renters or buyers right now. So you'll have a lot of applications for any rental you put on the market. But the key is having the criteria in place to vet the tenants. You really want to know what you want. So whether that's income, um, credit score, criminal background, do they smoke or not? Do they have pets? what brings them to the area. You want to have all that information so that you can make the best decision for who's the best tenant for your property. Now, let me give a disclaimer. Uh, Any discrimination is illegal. So you can't discriminate based on race, gender, uh, sexual preference, family size, all that good jazz. You can't do that. But you want to make sure that you have those criteria in place to understand the type of person who would ultimately um, occupy your property and who you would want to occupy your property. I'll give you a, an example of our criteria. So we look for non-smokers because we we have smoke-free properties. We want you to make at least three times the income, right? We are three times, your income needs to be three times the rent. Also, you need to have a credit score of at least 600. No criminal history, right? So no assault cases, uh, misdemeanors, felonies, things like that. We also want you to um, be able to pass a background check, right? And that goes with the criminal history. Uh, What are some of the other criteria that I may be missing? I think that might be pretty much it. Um, And generally, we kind of go through a new tenant orientation to make sure that They like us, we like them, and they're a good fit. Uh, Do they have pets or not? So uh, do you accept pets in your property? We don't accept pets in our property, and the reason why is pets can destroy property. So you wanna make sure if you are accepting tenants with pets, that you're comfortable with that or that your house is built for that. Um, I think that's about it. Number eight, where should I buy? So this is an interesting question because a lot of people are chasing deals. So they're like, where are the deals? Should I buy over here? Should I buy over there? And honestly, it's based on, are you educated in that particular market, right? A real estate investment is only good as the investor who's investing in it. So some people can buy deals in markets that other people wouldn't buy because they can make it work. Some people can't. So that question is based on you your experience and your preferences, right? Um, In Houston, Houston's an extremely varying market. It's extremely large, so you can have properties that may be an hour away from each other and still be within the city of Houston. But for us, we base everything on convenience, right? So we want all of our rental properties to be centralized around a specific area of town in case anything goes wrong or anybody needs to check on the property, our same landscaping guy can maintain all the homes, things like that. But that's specific to us. Some people invest in all over the city in some of the sub-markets and it works perfectly fine for them. That's really just based on you. So, number nine should i invest out of state so this is a question that a lot of investors ask us all the time because they may be coming from california or um, new york other markets where they're not as either uh, investor friendly or tax friendly or have uh, the same kind of market that we we do here in houston so Literally, it's based on you and your comfortability. Right. There's plenty of people who make money in other places and invest their money here in town. There's plenty of people who live here in town and invest their money in other places. It's a thousand percent up to you. Um, is it a good strategy? Sure. I think any strategy can be a great strategy, depending on the systems you put in place to make it work. And I have a good friend of mine who, you know, He's grown his portfolio in Wichita, Kansas, and it's worked out amazing for him, but he's also from Wichita, Kansas. So while he lives here in town, his dollars, his resources, his um, team is in Wichita, Kansas to, to service his properties. So wherever you invest, you wanna have a team in place to help you. You wanna make sure that you put the resources in place to make your investment successful. And then number 10, Big number 10. uh, How do I get started? So people ask us this all the time. And honestly, the answer is super, super simple. You get started by starting, whether that's starting to educate yourself, uh, starting the process of working with a realtor, starting the process of networking with other investors, starting the process of actually putting your money out there and buying something, right? Get started by getting started. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but so many people spend years and years talking about investing in real estate and never invest a dollar. So the best way for you to get started and become an investor is for you to invest. Invest time in yourself, invest time in your education, and invest your money in real estate. That's the easiest way for you to be an investor, right? So with that being said, um I think I love the conversation about questions and definitely send more into us. Uh, we look forward to hearing you guys, getting feedback on these questions I've answered today. Aisha will be back next week. But this is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. This is Kevin Shelton. I'm out.